Hey, my name is Chris McAllister, and I spent 10 years rabidly chasing my goals. A custom-built home at age 22, a custom-dream home for my family at age 27, a millionaire on paper. I spoke for large audiences. I led a nonprofit where I had a large team, and it all came crashing down. Eviction notice, a box of Cheerios I couldn't buy, I could barely feed my family, my wife sold her engagement ring, and I've spent the last eight years obsessively studying, teaching, coaching others on what I have to remind myself of every day, that the key to finding sustainable happiness, that sustainable flow, is to unblock yourself from self-sabotage and be at your best. My goal is to guide you through fear by slowing down the moment to help you harness your energy. This podcast will talk you through the stress and help you feel calm and organized. I want to start off with a quote um, that's going to set up what we're talking about for this week. Amanda Palmer in her book, The Art of Asking, recounts a mentor in her life by saying, once I'd unloaded all my teenage pain on him, he knew the way to win my trust. He never told me what to do. Instead, he told me stories, story about it, stories about his life, stories about Zen masters, stories about his grandfather. And she basically explains there a idea or principle that I've been fascinated with for 20 years, and that is stories move people more than arguments. Um, I was 18, uh, 19, I lose track of time now, I'm in college, and one of my minors was speech communications, and I wanted to take a class on storytelling. I wanted to, to develop my ability to tell stories. As this passion and desire for speaking was growing, uh, I wanted to be able to to take people somewhere and to bring them into a space with me. Uh, they did not have a storytelling class on the roster, so I went to the department chair for the speech communications department and asked if he would be willing to teach a class on telling stories. Um, and he told me that he would if he could get it approved. He got it approved based on we had to find a certain number of people to take the class. So I went out and reached out to people and uh, pitched the vision of the class, and thankfully we got enough. And I got to take this class, and basically all we did was what I'm going to teach you over the next few weeks, um, learning to notice the stories, learning to capture the stories, and learning to tell the stories. That's all we did. And we just honed this skill and worked on this and developed it. And that was a starting point. We didn't leave that class being able to get up in front of people um, and necessarily do it in a way that was engaging and relaxing and inspiring and humorous. But we got started on the path of practicing. And for all of us, if we're going to lead well, then we've got to know that we're going to consistently be in a place that we need to inspire people, we need to solve problems, we need to move things forward. And what we're going to talk about for this month is the, the idea of what it means to solve with a story. And I'm going to be breaking it down in different ways. Uh, but the basic gist of today's idea is that stories bring people to you. Stories bring people in. It brings yourself in. So problems, you're not getting rid of them. You can uh, think that you could solve all your problems today, 
and you'll have a whole new slew of problems tomorrow. And you may be facing right now a problem that has a beginning and an end. It might be a really draining problem that, that might never end. It's just something that uh, is around you that you have to live with. Or there may be a complicated relationship or obstacles you can't control. And so for a lot of people, they're just going to numb out. And what I can tell you is learning how to pay attention to the story you're telling yourself, which is something I cover you know, at the beginning of this podcast, the whole principle of week or the fourth episode I did, learn your story, pay attention to the story you're telling yourself, um, sets you up to be able to tell an honest story with others. Uh, I've had to find so many different ways to motivate myself through the years, having to rebuild my income twice, start over in different ways. I remember for a number of years, I kept the pursuit of happiness where Will Smith is in the subway bathroom, um, with his son as the screen saver on my computer or the the background the wallpaper I that image it just spoke so deep to me about him being in that spot and it, he just kept going no matter what it took and I can remember when my kids were younger and they'd go to sleep and they'd ask me to sit in their rooms with them uh, while they fell asleep and I'd have my computer and I would I would work and they would be asleep. And it was just an amazing motivational thing to look at them and watch them while they uh, went off to sleep peacefully and they're feeling peaceful with me being in the room. And I've got this visual on my computer because I'm trying to rebuild things and this Will Smith picture, Um, a story that I've used for many years to motivate myself. Um, And I'm going to botch some of this up, but there was basically a guy who was wanting to compete in the world competition for discus throwing. And so he got the dimensions for a discus and he made it out of wood and he marked off the distance for the world record. So he makes this discus out of wood and he starts practicing till he can throw past this world record, this discus of wood. He goes to the competition and they hand him um, one that's made out of wood with a metal rim. And he hadn't practiced with a metal rim, so he's had to practice a lot harder to throw it past this world record. Now he's got one with metal on it that's going to fly farther and faster. And so he throws it, chunks it way past the world record, and nobody beats that record for a long time. And that story motivated me because it was the idea of training under a great burden, right? Something that uh, he's doing, not having the metal on the discus, he's training, 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 so that when it comes to the moment, he flies faster, farther. Um, And in a sense, when you aspire to any field where you want to be great at what you do, where you want to get into a state of flow with your work, there is something to be said for staying in a constant mode of preparation, that you're always uh, paying attention and learning and noticing and capturing and organizing and moving it forward and attempting and trying and beta testing and so many of the concepts we've talked about up to this point in this 10,000-step journey, and that's kind of the focus of the podcast this year. But what I want to talk about now for this next chunk is the stories that bring people to you. And so I was telling myself this story about this discus uh, that was motivating me in my 20s. It was the Will Smith thing early in my 30s. Um, I use different artifacts and stories now. I mean, maybe for some of you, it's as simple as 
going into an antique store and walking around and looking for a symbol of something that motivates you and how it connects to a story and taking it and putting it on your desk, whatever it is. But here's what I can tell you. You can't lecture yourself into becoming a better version of who you are or improving or growing, nor can you lecture those around you. And that's the quote that I started off with from Amanda Palmer, her saying, uh, you know, he didn't tell me what to do. He told me stories. As my kids age now and they're in this teenager and preteen space, I'm trying to be aware that it's not about giving that fast answer. It's about telling stories. It's about inviting the conversation and not forcing the point. Now, there are always going to be those who try to trick and stun through attempting to win the argument. Okay? We'll see that always. That's always there. But long-term influence is built on telling stories. Look, when you're uh, leading a group of people, when you're the leader of your team or you're the leader of your organization, really what you do wants to be boiled down to staying connected to the front line, what's happening on the ground, keeping your ear on the ground, paying attention for where to persevere and where to pivot, having clear and developing systems rhythms, and then telling stories to win hearts and direct action. We tell stories. Now, throughout the podcast, we're going to be covering uh, the first three, but for this next few podcasts, we're going to be talking about what it means to telling, what it means to tell the story, to win heart, to direct action. So I'm going to challenge you. I've actually challenged you with this before, but sometimes it takes hearing it a couple times. I want you to take your phone and set it up to record video. The legit pressure makes it feel real. You remember about training under a great burden? Come on, let's do it. Number two, start telling a story of something funny or painful with it recording. Don't even worry about teaching or making a point. Tell the story. Now, number three, do it again and over-exaggerate your facial mannerisms, mannerisms and fluctuation of tone. Now, here's what I mean by this. Do it to the point that it feels awkward. If it doesn't feel awkward, you're not exaggerating your facial mannerisms and fluctuation of tone enough. Now, now, why do you do that? Because here's what happens. The more that you do this exaggerated tone and presence and facial mannerisms, the less awkward you'll feel telling a story in an engaged way. You won't be turning it up to 11 every time you tell it publicly, or if so, you could be too gross, too syrupy, Uh, You could be filling the space with too much of your presence and your power and pushing people away. You could be accosting, right? We want to be aware of that. Um, We don't have to tell stories in this exaggerated way that's uh, pushing people away from us. The style that we tell stories in could be really low-key. It's got to be true to who we are. I know when I'm speaking, I have a little bit of a jaded, cynical edge to the way that I talk and tell stories. And that's because I'm very suspicious of a lot of things. I have been burned a lot, and I have seen behind the curtain on many things. And so I tend to um, be very anti uh, things where I smell a little bit of hype. So please do not hear me say any of that in this, but I'm saying we want to learn how to uh, turn it on and act a little bit. And you could tell me that, oh, I I don't need to act. I mean, that's not authentic. Um, The way I like to illustrate this is, do you think Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp take their acting career seriously? I believe they do. 
Uh, did they take the roles of Iron Man or Captain Jack Sparrow with an attitude that says, this role defines me? No, they had fun with it. And I think for a lot of people, they think in every exchange, like I'm going to a party and I just have to be the hardcore me all the time. Uh, no, it's okay to go into that party, ready to ready to act a little bit, ready to turn it on. You're having fun. Um, I don't always feel like helping fix dinner. I don't always feel like emptying the dishwasher. I don't always feel like maybe doing some things that I need to do to move something forward. But part of learning to engage and move it forward is to turn on the actions I need to turn on to make something happen. So I'm going to turn it on while I'm practicing these stories. And I'm going to learn what it means to be too exaggerated so that I when I modulate down, um, I've still got personality in what I'm doing. So set the phone up to record, makes it feel real, start telling a story of something painful or funny, do it again, and over-exaggerate, okay, after you've watched it the second time. Fourth, watch the over-exaggerated version like you're studying game film, okay? Look at every part of it that you can. Watch your shoulders, watch your breath, watch your eyes, watch your eyebrows. Rewatch it multiple times. And then number five, the next time you're around a group of people this week, find a way to commit to the moment and tell the story. Obviously, again, you're not going to be telling as exaggerated from the second recording, but you'll be more captivating. Repeat one through five for as much as you want to grow your abilities to tell stories. And over time, you're going to learn how to bring more and more people into the ways that you can help them and serve them. And I'm going to give you more on storytelling uh, for the next few episodes. Thanks for being here. Pay attention to the story you're telling yourself and telling others. Peace.